So, what is this stuff again? Okara. Hmm. And this is going to make good meatballs? I hope so. Otherwise, we're rolling all these meatballs for nothing. But I'm sure they will turn out okay. I got this recipe from my friend Andrew. He's pretty good at vegetarian cooking. Okay, I'm trusting you here. Well, at least the spaghetti sauce smells pretty good. By the way, what did you think about our trip to Skid Row? It was pretty fun, actually. Thanks for inviting me. I never cooked for so many people before. Admitted, Liam, you were scared. <laughs> yeah, I won't lie to you. I was a little intimidated at first. Some of those homeless people were pretty rough. Well, it's not like being homeless is an easy thing. Yeah, I got to talk with a couple of people after we cooked all the food. It was a good experience for me, learning what these homeless people go through. What do we do with these meatballs now? We're going to bake them for 15 to 20 minutes. The sauce has already been simmering for several hours, so we can eat dinner as soon as the meatballs are done. Hey, how'd you get your meatballs so perfectly round? How did you make your meatballs so lopsided? I don't know. I, I just don't know. By the way, did I at least convince you in our last talk that the Apostle Paul is not a misogynist? Hmm. I don't know. The jury is out on that one. I get the points you were making, but you did a pretty crappy job of explaining that one Bible verse. Oh, 1 Timothy 2.12? I do not permit a woman to teach? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a hard one. I'm still studying and reading commentaries. You didn't even tell me your opinion on female pastors. I, 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 I just don't know. My own church is still on this issue. I've heard arguments for and against female pastors, but I definitely need to study this for myself. You don't think a woman can handle being a pastor? It's not that. It's, it's not a question of ability. I'm pretty sure if you were a Christian, you would make a better pastor than me. Wow. Confessions of a pastor's kid. I'll take that compliment. You know, for an atheist, you do a pretty good job making me a better Christian. What? How did I do that? Well, we've had so many discussions on different difficult topics. Stuff I took for granted or didn't really think about before. You forced me out of my comfort zone and made me study the Bible at a deeper level than I ever did before. Even though I didn't do a good job answering your questions, I feel, I don't know, more encouraged? Okay, that's weird. I guess I'm trying to say is I'm no longer afraid to tackle the difficult subjects anymore. Thanks to you, I feel more confident in sharing my faith in Jesus with others. Now you're making me feel bad, Liam. I didn't mean to contribute to your Christian delusions. You shouldn't feel bad, Sophia. Early on, I realized I wouldn't be able to change your mind about God or religion. Then why do you keep talking to me? Other Christians gave up once they realized I'm not going to stop being an atheist. One thing I learned as a Christian is that you can't change people's hearts. Only God can do that. And just because people don't share the same beliefs with you, that doesn't mean you should shun them. Well, how noble of you. It's nothing like that. Even though we have very different beliefs, I think you're a cool person. I'm not sure how you feel, but I consider you my friend. Hey, let's not get too touchy-feely here. To me, you're between an acquaintance and a frenemy right now. <laughs> That's a weird spot to be, but I can live with that. Maybe one of these days you'll be upgraded to, he's alright. I look forward to that day. Hey, Sophia, is it alright if I try to answer one of your questions now? What? You want to kill the moment we're having? I thought we were having a moment. Oh, oh I'm, 
I'm sorry. I'm just playing, Liam. I told you to stop apologizing to me. Go for it. I never forgot the first question you asked me at the coffee shop all those months ago. Which is? Why should I believe in God? This better be good. Is your answer going to be so mind-blowing that I'm going to convert on the spot? I wish. I read a story in the Bible the other day. A king built a golden statue and demanded everyone in his kingdom to bow down and worship it. If anyone did it, they would be thrown into a giant furnace and burnt alive. Harsh. However, three young men refused because they believed in God and wanted to stay faithful to him. Um, that's a little fanatical, don't you think? Why wouldn't you just kneel down and tie your shoes or pretend to worship the statue? If God is as loving and forgiving as you say, wouldn't he forgive you? Why throw your life away so carelessly? The young men could have done that. It would be easy for them to come up with reasons why they should bow down and stay alive another day. However, they felt strongly that if they did, they would not be true to God. They couldn't live with themselves if they denied God like that. So what happened next? The young men told the king they worship God only. They worship a God who has the power to save them from the king. However, even if God chose not to save them and let them die in a burning furnace, they still would not bow before the king's statue. That's totally nuts. But I have to admit what they said is kind of hardcore. You know, that story just got me thinking. Why should anyone believe in God? Like you said before, a person could live a decent life without believing in God or having to do anything with Him. However, God intended more for us. We weren't meant to just live for 75 to 80 years. We were meant for eternity. The problem is we're all sinners and sin cannot exist in the presence of a holy God. Liam, if you're trying to guilt trip me, it's not going to work. Sophia, Sophia, just hear me out. I know you're a good person and you really care for people. I think that's why you're a social activist and a feminist. But you're not perfect. No one is. Truth is, we all have some sort of brokenness in our lives. Most of us aren't strong like you, and we struggle with the pain and hurt in our lives. God wants to heal our brokenness, but he can only do so if we accept him into our lives. Okay, let me just say this one last thing. Let's just say that you're right. There is no God. There is no heaven. There is no hope after death. Even so, I would still follow the teachings of the Bible and the example of Jesus. Why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Even though I'm a pastor's kid, I never took God seriously until the last few years. Sad, but true story. However, when I decided I wanted to be a Christian for real, not just sitting in a pew every week for a couple of hours, my life changed for the better. I have more peace in my heart, and I have a hope that keeps me going. I now know I can't convince anyone God is real unless people see that I live like God is real to me. You almost convinced me, Liam. Maybe one day. You know, for a Christian, I have to admit, you're alright. Does that mean I've leveled up from frenemy? <laughs> I guess so. Alright, how much spaghetti do you want? Dinner was good, especially the meatballs. I gotta call Andrew tomorrow and let him know. I think today was the first time I got through to Sophia. 
Praise God. Lord, let me reflect the light of Christ more clearly to the people around me. You have been listening to The Veggie Boy Project, a dramatization of a young man's desire for better health and how it led him to a journey into faith. This episode was written by Jennifer and David Quach. The voice of Liam was Justin Vung. The voice of Sophia was Christy Huynh. This episode has been brought to you by Advent Tasty, sharing God's health message through simple and fun vegetarian recipes. Next time, Liam unexpectedly receives a visit from Sophia.